Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode, I think, 11 of the Jay and Bo Show. Um, as always, I am your co-host, Jay, joined by... I'm Bo. I'm the <laughs> other co-host. Joined by... I'm Bo. <laughs> <laughs> so, we uh, we obviously have not been on the grind lately with the podcast, and we have been meaning to, I think, for like a couple, three, three or four weeks now, we've been. Oh, no. It, it's, longer you know, than that, hold on. probably. It's, so I moved here. Dude, I, don't, I haven't even told you about me moving here, have I? No, you haven't. Okay, so I moved here like two months ago. Right. And that, like, I remember moving here and texting you, like, yo, because I had nothing to do. I was like, you know, I want to, like, start up a podcast grind again. Yeah. And I texted you, and I never got my PC, so that didn't really work out. But I got a new one, so we're we're fine now. Right. So, yeah, it's been at, at least two months, and we've been talking about doing it, but we'll get into the weeds later on why. But, I mean, for me, me for sure... I have been so busy that it has finally come to a point where I just texted Bo like what 30 minutes ago and I was like, yo, I will take a break from my work and I will stay up late to get it done so we can record this podcast because it's been put off for far too long. Yeah, we've been I mean, we've been talking about doing it for like like I said 2 months and then you know, it, when I'm free, Jason's busy. If yeah. Jason's free, then I'm I've been doing something. So it just finally worked out. I saw my text in time instead of leaving you undelivered. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? I I can do this. Yeah, because we were gonna do it last night. Cause I I was having so many problems with work, like you know, technical difficulties. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna call it a night. Let's record. And then by the time Bo had responded to me, I was like, oh, shit, I want to go to bed, bro. Bro, you no, you texted me yesterday and you were like, you're saying like, we let's let's record a podcast today. And I was like, you know, what? all right, I'm down. And then I got on Rebirth and you had Snapchatted me sometime when I was playing it. And I like took a break to take a. Uh, the dog outside and i saw my, i just checked my phone and i saw your name two hours ago i was like oh frick i told him i'd record a podcast tonight <laughs> yeah so and then and then, but here, we're here now we, yeah. wherever we got lost but so anyways to get into kind of what we're going to talk about today so we'll kind of just like since six months have passed since you guys have last heard our voices we figured it, it would be uh appropriate to kind of talk about where we've been what we've been doing but you know i think it's important to touch on we uh we actually recorded another podcast we were actually kind of talking through stuff earlier uh just leading up to us pressing record here uh we 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 discovered a lost episode that we never posted um so you guys are probably going to get a double upload maybe not Mm -hmm. the same day but Um, now this podcast maybe it's gonna you're gonna be listening to a piece of history really (laughs) because when we recorded it jason was i think from my knowledge at least doing something completely different than what he is doing now absolutely bro absolutely like my life has completely changed since that last that last episode i don't i didn't even take the time to go re-listen to it we just 
just dipped in to see what we talked about and kind of dipped out. It took like two to three minutes. So yeah, it was, you know, I, I, I listened to a little bit of it and I actually still don't even like, I don't remember recording that. I don't either, dude. That's what's crazy is like how time works. Like my brain is just like completely lost on, on, on whatever we did in that episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been, it's been a while since we've done, a, it's been a while since we've talked to each other. That might've been the last time we actually talked to each other. That's probably true, honestly. Cause <laughs> yeah. But Hey, anyways, let's get into it. Um, I guess to start this off, let's, uh, I- I'll ask you what, since I guess, give me a timeline on April to now, like what have you been oh. doing? Oh man. All right. So April, man, that was a while ago. So April, I, I don't know if I quit. I don't remember when I quit my job back in where I used to live and it it was like April. It was around April. So I quit that job. And then two months later, I had to move out of my apartment because my lease was up and I, I didn't want to live there again. Mm hmm. So I I moved out of my apartment from, well, from April to June, I was in my apartment. Then the end of June, I moved out and went back to McPherson and lived with my parents for two-ish months, maybe, till August. And really during that time, all I did was worked out and watched movies. So that was pretty exciting. Pretty good life. Yeah, I wasn't really complaining, but I was a little bored. So I didn't want to find a job in McPherson. I'll be honest. I didn't want to, because then I would have felt like I would have been stuck there. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And so my sister has been living here in Phoenix for, I don't know, a few couple years at least. And some things happened in her personal life that I won't get into because it's not my place to say. And uh basically there was a chance for me to move down here because my parents actually bought a condo down here and i was like you know what i i don't want to be doing nothing in mcpherson so i might as well go down to phoenix and now i live in phoenix and i mentioned earlier that i lost well i didn't lose my pc but i don't have my first pc and that's because when I moved here, I what I brought with me on the flight was I brought a backpack full. I had my MacBook, microphone, Astros, controller, pretty much like all my gaming stuff, quote unquote, mm-hmm. in there. And then I had like this duffel bag full of like clothes. So that's all I had to that I moved with. And then... Before I flew out, like the day or two before, like a day or two before I flew out, I wanted to ship my pizza. Like I wanted to do it myself, right? And I was trying to like figure out because I had never shipped my like a, something this big before, and I was like trying to figure out how to do it. And I was like texting my mom, like because she ships a lot of stuff or at least used to. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm me and dad can do it just worry about getting packed for your flight because i hadn't packed yet mm-hmm. and i think well basically she told me i don't want you to screw anything up <laughs> let us do it and i was like okay fair enough and so 
my parents, I think, shipped it maybe like a day or two. No, maybe like a week after I flew out here. And it was I remember this specifically because I was waiting so long for this this freaking PC. It was supposed to arrive on a Thursday. I don't remember the day, but it was definitely a Thursday. And I was like, okay, I was checking the tracking number. <clears throat> I see that it arrived. And it was signed for by somebody. And I was like, what? So, and I, I looked outside of our condo. There's nothing there. And I was, I was like, what? Maybe it went to like the office or something. So I went out and I checked because there's like this building that kind of looks like it could be an office. I knocked on the door and I was like, hey, is, is this the office? And then there was a lady there and she goes, uh, no, sorry. And I go, okay, thanks. And I like turned around and walked away. And she goes, by the way, there is no office. And I was like, what? You... There's no office? <laughs> she goes, yeah, no, there's no office. I was like, okay. So I like went back and texted my parents, like asking, like it, it says it's delivered, but it's not here. And then long story short, my when my dad went to ship it, he gave them the right address, but they wrote the address wrong down wrote the address down incorrectly and so they they said they shipped it to some random apartment complex that wasn't even like the same address that was on the the thing because the address that was on the thing was actually just like a street Mm -hmm. and basically nobody knows where it is now but we got the insurance money for that and i got a new pc and that's basically all the excitement that has happened in my life since april dude you know what? I didn't want to stop you throughout your story because you had so much momentum going there. But I wanted to add like a an anecdote in there. Like mm-hmm. when you're when you're famous and rich someday, you can say, you know, hey, when you, when you're writing your memoir or we're talking on our podcast someday, it's like I I left small town Kansas with a bag full of gaming hardware and a duffel bag full of clothes <laughs> and nothing but a dream in mind. You know, that's that's basically what happened. That's pretty powerful, man. Like, it'll sell. I thought you were going to say, like, somebody's going to find the PC or, like, the package and then sell that. And well, that, that actually too. that actually reminded me that I had three jack- jackets in the package as well. Oh, and one man. of them, one of them, the other, I mean, two of them were, like, you know, they're just jackets, right? But one of them was my MLG jacket. Oh, no. Yeah. No. So, yeah, so that's gone forever. Bro, I'd well, be more upset probably. about that than the PC, honestly. Dude, I was. I was, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. But I still have an MLG shirt, so it's not like I'm I'm starved of MLG stuff. I say, the memory is still kind of there. But... And, and I do have a lanyard, an MLG lanyard, so I guess yeah. that's something. That's good enough, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So what about you, Jason? What what what's been going on with you since Dude. April? Dude, oh my gosh, bro! I wish that the only excitement I had in my life was losing a PC. No, <laughs> I'm I'm super like excited and like blessed of everything that's happened, but it's been a, it's been kind of like I don't know. I I feel like I've had a lot of stress in my life before this year, but this one takes the cake for sure. You know that that's something that like 
I feel like we come back to every time we start recording again is like you 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 think that you're busy and then you start doing something else and then you even you get even more busier with Bro, like even more stress added onto you. Dude, honestly, like throughout my coaching career, like yeah, I was busy, but it does not hold a flame to what I have been doing lately. Like so to, to kind of elaborate on what I've been doing since our last podcast, because I feel like the last time I talked was I was coming off the heels of a of a coaching slash playing Call of Duty in college. Um, so the following month I graduated. Uh, one of one of the first in the world with an esports degree and a bachelor's of science in esports. Hey, hey, congratulations. I don't think I've ever congratulated you on Thank that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, it, dude, honestly, like, I I was, one, I was super proud of, like, the work that, I'm not even going to say I accomplished, because it's more so, like, it was, like, a culmination of everything that me and, like, a bunch of people had done at Shenandoah. Like, I was like, dude. I was a, I was kind of sad, I, I, not kind of, I was really sad to see it like come to an end, especially because like my last year in college, I was remote, which most of that was by choice, but somewhat not like just the situation I was in. I, I couldn't really like go back out. Um, but it like it, sitting there like in the chair, like while the president was like reading off names and stuff, I was like sitting next to one of my buddies that I was in the esports program with. And I was like, dude, we did this, bro. Like <laughs> we, we went across the, the, you know, state in Virginia putting on shows or like events for esports. And yeah, I mean, you the, went to South Korea too. Yeah. We went to South Korea, worked for the Washington justice. Like we raised like $1,500 for the call of duty endowment like all this stuff bro and i was uh, and it was like i mean i started the professional organization called exp esports experience for for professionals kind of as like a uh a way for kids in the program to get more experience beyond the classroom and mm -hmm. i like passed off the flame to dylan which he he has appeared on our podcast in the past and i was super happy to like you know watch their growth and dude they're crazy big now like they we had like i think like 20 people in the discord when i gave off the you know the presidency to dylan and bro yeah. they have like 40 active people at all times like constantly like you know wanting to get involved and stuff and we had like five people that were constantly wanting to get involved at the time so it's like seeing that and then like seeing everything like go on it's almost like watching things go on without you in a way it, mm -hmm. it was kind of like sad to leave but so i actually i had reached out i i was not happy with my situation living here in kansas yeah so i reached out to my director um joey 
at Shenandoah and I was like, yo, like get me out there. I don't care what it is. Like I'll work for you for minimum wage or if you have something on the side that I could do, whatever, just get me involved. And I was like, dude, I'll even go to grad school. Cause that was kind of like looming in the back of my mind, uh, throughout my education there, but I didn't really want to do more school. I was just like, I, cause keep in mind, Bo, like I graduated high school in 2015 and I went to school right away. Yeah. Um, and then I took a little break to go work in construction and then I got back into it and then I took a break to go to the military. And then as soon as I got back from the military, I got back into it. So like, I've been going to school for like six years now. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, not like I'm a six year, like slacking off in school. Cause like I got my bachelor's degree, like super quick. Um, I came, I went to Shenandoah as like a, a halfway sophomore and I graduated in like five semesters. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, five semesters. So I mean, do the math there. I don't, I don't know if that's impressive or not. But it's like either way, what was that? Two and a half years. Yeah, two and a half years. So yeah, it it kind of adds up to be a senior. Yeah. Either way, I was doing like twenty three credits, um, on average, like twenty to twenty three credits per semester, uh, to make up. Cause like even though I had up to like a half halfway through my sophomore year, they weren't all applicable to like the degree I was getting. So. I had to do a lot of extra stuff and like summer yeah. school and all that uh, mm-hmm. to stay on track. But anyway, so I graduated and I was super bummed. And then, you know, Joey, he's like, you know, we could get you into the, the grad program. So I did my application. I did went through all that process. And basically, they they're like one of the only or that's like one of the only times besides like being a lawyer or a doctor where someone judges you based off of your GPA or your grade performance in classes. And the guy that interviewed me for the position, he's basically like, you know, you've, it looks like on paper you have struggled, but you know, you seem like a bright individual and the esports department, like they all speak very highly of you. So, you know, we're going to give you a chance and I was so excited, bro. And I was about to move in with one of my buddies that I initially was going to have. Like, he moved into my apartment um, when I was still in my undergrad. And we were going to live together. And then the whole, like, COVID thing hit. And I stayed remote. And, you know, we kind of, like, lost touch there. Like, we, we were both pretty bitter to- towards each other for a while. And then, you know, we re... You know, he understood my situation, but it took some time to understand and, you know, be mature adults about it. But so anyways, we were about to be roommates again. And then the school sends out a mass email saying, like, we're going to be monitoring the situation, but it looks like by the time, like, fall semester starts, we're going to be requiring the vaccination or vaccine, whatever. And I'm not. Was that for, was that for like to like to be there, or to, like to be there and be remote? Be there just to be like in school, like. And I wanted to be in school. I didn't want to do the remote thing anymore. Yeah, especially yeah, grad yeah. school. But most of the grad school classes, like, ha- I, from what I heard, is like half of them were online, half of them were in class. Um, okay. But either way, like to be present and like work for the university like i had planned on doing because i was going to work as like a grad assistant and actually get paid um to to work there and in, in the media program for the esports stuff so that t- if i were to be there like i would have to be vaccinated yeah 
and I'm not going to get political at all. I don't care what your stance is on the vaccine, but I personally did not like the fact that an institution was going to require me to do it. Like, yeah. I feel like, I, I, yeah, I can understand that given the opportunity to do it and like props to you if you do, but you can still learn if you don't. Um, cause like, I mean, as long as I'm not in the dorms, like, you know, there's really no like mandated stuff as far as health goes that I would need to do. Yeah. If COVID didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So I was a little bitter about that. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it, man. Like I'm not going to be pressured into doing it, even though this is like a big opportunity and a couple people, you know, stuck their necks out for me. And I felt really bad about, you know, going against them, I guess, in a way. But the guy that interviewed me, I told him, I was like, you know, what? I it's come down to this. Like, I'm not going to do this. I, I, I'm sorry if I wasted your time, but I can't do this. And he's like, you know what? I knew that we were going to get blowback from this. I fully understand. We would love to see you in the future super civil about it so that kind of gave me some more reassurance and made me feel a little bit better about it but still you know a little bitter yeah. but so as the saying goes all things you know happen for a reason and i find myself struggling with that a lot of times because it's like why but then you you don't see what is two weeks two months three months ahead of you um when you're in the shit you know so yeah. So I go to basically, I told my dad, so backtrack a little bit. My dad offered me a job basically to manage one of his stores. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I probably have discussed like what a general idea of what the salary was going to be, but it was going to be a lot coming out of college. Yeah. And, um, it's something that you didn't want to pass up. Yeah. And like this whole grad school thing was like, the only thing that I could pass that job up with, because if you looked at the benefits based on like, I still have my GI bill. I was going to get paid to go to school uh, and be a grad assistant work, you know, all that stuff. So all the benefits would have almost equaled out to what I was going to be paid based off of like my tuition benefits, all that stuff, housing allowance through the, through the VA. So, I was like, okay, this is it. But then when that fell through, I was like, okay, dad, like, I don't know what my future is like with this company, but count on me for like a year uh, and, and plan accordingly with your job offer because I'm not in this for like the long term at the moment, but we'll see where it goes. Yeah. So he offered me a pay raise, um, something like, I mean, I got up to like $15 an hour. Uh, where I was making like eleven fifty before, so mm -hmm. it, you know it was it was good enough that I made it made it work whether I was happy or not. Um, yeah, and I didn't plan on going anywhere, so it was like better than anything I could have gotten at the time anyway. So I wasn't gonna go job searching, especially when my dad like my dad's company kind of depends on me um, with my role, and if I just like up and left, it'd be kind of like crappy of me to do. So I just mm -hmm. kind of stuck it out. So I'm working and, you know, full time throughout the summer and a couple weeks, I guess I could say a month went by and I was like, you know, I was happy with it. I was doing good. I was staying busy selling mowers. You know, I started making commissions off of selling mowers. So it was more like meaningful to, to work there where I was, I wasn't making commissions before cause I wasn't a full-time employee cause I was still going to school. Yeah. Um, so I was making some more money. I was happy. And then one day, 
my well i started kind of slipping down the slope i was like dude what am i doing Mm -hmm. like hey i've been there yeah and and it was like so so my role there is kind of like a little bit of everything it's almost like a master of none but i'm kind of good at kind of good at everything kind of thing Mm-hmm. Except for like the big like business picture and you know accounting and you know bids for big governmental stuff like everything else like day to day I was I I had my hat in you know uh-huh. so yeah. so I was doing I'm not even gonna go into everything because I'll sit here and talk about it for another ten minutes but basically <laughs> I was just like what am I doing here this isn't fulfilling work for me I'm stuck in McPherson but. Then one day, um, our high school football coach here in in McPherson, he came into services mower, and I got to thinking. I was like, "Bro, like, what? They don't have like a videographer." And I've been watching these like videos throughout the summer of like these high school programs of videographers and stuff, and uh-huh. um, they got it got me thinking. I was like. No, I still have my GI Bill, and I could go to school for, like, videography stuff. And so I looked up uh, Hutchinson Community College, which is where, like, I was three credits away from getting my associate's degree in business before I went to Shenandoah. And so I looked up their program to see if they had anything, and what do you know? They did, and it was almost identical, like, on paper to what I was doing at Shenandoah before I just kind of, like, said, screw all of the minor stuff. I'm just going to get my esports degree. Um, So I already had, like, 70% of the prerequisites to where all I had to do was do, like, the 300-and-plus classes. Um so I I contacted wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. you just, you said three hundred plus classes the like the three hundred level and up you know like oh bro when you're in I school you, you go through like one hundred <laughs> two hundred three hundred yeah dude I totally thought you meant you had to take like three hundred no, classes okay yeah I totally totally skipped out on an important piece there I should have elaborated on the level uh part of it but yeah three hundred <laughs> level and up is what I meant by that okay so either way I mean there's not a whole lot of like. 300 400 500 level classes at a juco anyways so it's more so of like the two to 300 range but basically i got the prerequisites out of the way to where i could get right into the nitty-gritty of the degree and not go through the bullshit of college of getting gen eds that you'll never use you know um so i contacted the director there and he basically was like yeah you know what come down check out the facilities and we'll talk more bro i get there and like it's like this it's in the right across the street from the fairground so it's like kind of like a weird area to have a a, like a classroom so i was like i don't know about this but then i get inside bro they have a half a million dollars worth of camera gear and like, like i'm talking cameras gimbals lighting a production studio like six imax six pcs every every one of them has like adobe creative cloud on it and they have a podcast room full of like four mics like studio mics with boom arms like they have everything you could possibly need as a creative and i was like yo like dude you don't even have to talk to me bro like this is it like i'm doing (laughs) you sold yeah like you didn't even have to say one word to me as a recruiter all he had to do was pull me into that because like i'm a fucking nerd when it comes to that shit um, when I was out at Shenandoah, like 
they basically asked me, hey, what camera do we need? What do we need to do? Let's get it done. So I created like a list, like a budget list of what cameras we needed, blah, blah, blah. They had nothing. Like all we had was like, well, I say all we had. We had an arena for esports and a production room, which at the time had like nothing in it. But now it's like state of the art, bro. Like they have like six monitors stacked on top of each other for their productions. And they're absolutely insane out there now. But that's like a production studio. This is like, like, like a, that was like a live production studio. This is like everything you could possibly need for anything, any projects like cinema, uh, live production, like whatever, you name it, they have it. So I was like, bro. I was kind of thriving out of Shenandoah, <laughs> but like, bro, give me all this shit. Train me on this shit. I'm good. I'm good. Because like, I had no formal training on uh, NLEs, which is like video editing software. Everything that I learned was like trial and error with my buddy out of Shenandoah, Sean. Like, we mm-hmm. basically like YouTube the shit out of stuff, and you know, edited to the best of our knowledge. Like, I'm talking like this might not make sense but like when you're editing uh like a basic level you're like video one track and audio one track and that's it yeah there's no like there's no rotoscoping there's no like there's no extra audio tracks there's no extra video tracks there's no graphics like nothing so yeah, you got the video and then you got the audio to yeah, the literally like that's it and like i quickly learned that there's so much more to it but like i don't know how to operate this stuff the only thing that i'm going off of is like youtube tutorials on how to make it happen in premiere pro but not understanding why or you know the theory behind that to where like if i were to go do it on my own there's no way i would know you know it's just like i basically copied and pasted what somebody was telling me on youtube without understanding the story behind why So I was like, I need to get like formal training on this, which I don't need to because like a lot of filmmakers don't, but I want to do it because I have basically a free ride to do this through, you know, my GI Bill. Yeah. And believe it or not, like, bro, this is a way better setup than if I were to go and like, you know, rent cameras, bro. If I rented like one of the cameras I've been shooting on, if I rented that for one week, it'd be like two grand yeah and wait so okay hold on so you the the football coach came into the yeah so the, yeah i i had to tell the whole like getting into the hutch thing because yeah the next step was i had to go tell like my boss that hey or i had to tell my dad first because he was kind of expecting me to still take over the business because i gave up the whole grad school thing yeah um so he i told him and he was kind of like upset but like more so like hey i need to figure i need to know what your intentions are here because i'm gonna need to start you know figuring out who's either gonna take over this business or if i'm gonna sell at some point um because i'm like kind of the golden child for him to take that over and so anyways i told him and i told my boss and they're basically both like yeah you know what um we're getting to the slow part of the season, so if you're only gone like Tuesday and Thursday mornings for class, then we're good. Um, so then, like a couple days later, not mo- not more than like a week after I told everybody, which all of this happened in like a three day span, I I contacted the guy. I'm a very impulsive person, if you haven't picked up on that yet, <laughs> but 
I contacted the guy after our meeting. I was like, yep, I'm in. And then um, I told my dad the next day, and then I told my boss the day after that. So three days in that period, and then like two or three days long more, my coach comes back in to pick up his mower. That The first time he had dropped it off, and then this time he was coming back to pick it up. So I, I was like, hey, uh, do you guys have a videographer? And he was like, no, uh, actually, but we've been talking about like actually looking for one. And I was like, hey, um, I'm doing this video program through Hutch. What do you say about me interning with you guys? Because I need an internship credit. And he's like, dude, absolutely yes. And then we kind of talked about it a little bit. And he's like, basically, I'll give you whatever you want, like access to the locker rooms. You can come in whenever you want and blah, blah, blah. We'll get you a sweatshirt so you can wear on the sideline all that stuff. So I was like, Oh hell yeah. So <laughs> like everything just kind of like fell into my lap. Right. Yeah. And I would way rather be doing this than sweating in grad school right now. So that's why I go back to the, everything <laughs> happens for a reason, but you don't see it in the moment. Um, so if you take anything from this little life update from, from the Jay and Bo show, just know that if shit's not going your way, it's bound to happen. Eventually it's going to happen. So <clears throat> anyways, I basically got trained up on a camera to shoot for the school. We started out, I, I just went out with this camera and I started getting practice footage um, to make the first hype video. So my goal for this season was to do a hype video every week and a highlight video every week. So <clears throat> I, did, I, I had to just use practice footage because nobody else had ever shot like video for the football team it was always just like pictures in a collage or whatever and huddle really wait really yeah no just huddle videos and pictures that's like all they had uh, i didn't know that i found one youtube video of a girl that was like doing photography for them when her brother was in high school but there was yeah. like nothing like like what i'm doing it was just like yeah. one thing that that they did and it, i think it got like 200 views so you know that's actually kind of that's kind of interesting because like i mean mcpherson takes football pretty serious and basketball and there's yeah. nothing like the, i swear to you there's nothing i i asked around and i could barely get a freaking picture for an instagram post um <laughs> on on our game first game day but yeah so basically what i told the coach because i i once i got this locked in i was like yo i'm gonna i'm gonna treat this like this is my first job opportunity and i'm gonna go all out so I, I curated a plan, a content schedule, and I curated like, hey, you guys don't have Instagram. You need Instagram because I need somewhere to post these videos or YouTube or whatever. So I created an Instagram, I created a Facebook, and I created a YouTube. I created graphics for all of those. And, you know, I have, I have enough knowledge in Photoshop to be dangerous. So, um, so now they went from a dangerous photoshopper yeah, yeah, yeah dude <laughs> i'm real dangerous because i will mess you up mess up the project not mess you up um so no basically they and i'll get deeper into this but like they went from like a twitter presence to full social media like TikTok, well, instagram youtube facebook their twitter presence was just the coach was it not yeah it's it's coach it's a coach but it, it it's not like a McPherson Bullpups Twitter. It's it, it the name is Coach Pav. 
Yeah. And, but he posts all of the football stuff there. So it's not like his personal Twitter. So he'll, he'll like retweets stuff from like alumni and like what they're doing with football and all that stuff. But yeah. And so it's like, kind of like a, like a, like a, like a football account, but also a personal account. Yeah. It's like a hybrid. So it wasn't like a dedicated, like with graphics, football, high school, McPherson high school football. So I was like, yeah, we're going to need to change that because if I'm going to be posting these videos, my first initial plan was to post everything to YouTube. Through uh-huh. trial and error, I figured out that's not it, but we'll get there. So I started shooting, you know, I started out at our first game, Solana South, and um, to keep a, that long story short, bro, like I learned so much. Like I, just like I was telling Bo before this, like I bought a two terabyte hard drive before this to keep all of my uh, information organized because I knew I didn't have enough space on my PC and I knew I didn't have enough space on my external hard drive I have now. And I needed something that I could, you know, have on on the go if I couldn't, you know, edit at my home station um, on the weekend, which I have ran into a couple times already. So I uh, got this this external hard drive and i i already have like we just finished our last regular season game and i have over a terabyte of like footage audio like you name it everything that has ever been in any of these projects shot on a camera pulled through microphones like is in this hard drive and like eight weeks bro eight weeks of content that has amassed over to uh, or over a terabyte so i'm talking like over over like 300 video clips per game 400 even sometimes and because i'm shooting on three cameras so i have me on whatever the main camera is because like so to put into perspective I started out on a C100, which is a Canon camera. It's like it, it it's like a step up from a DSLR, which is okay. like your typical, you know, what photographers use, what vloggers use. This is like borderline a cinema camera, or it might even be a cinema camera. I don't know. I haven't done a lot of research on it, but okay, it shoots it shoots up to 4K, uh, uh, 60 FPS, which is like slow mo, really good quality. Um, depending on what your like uh, sequence is, which I, I can't even get into that shit because like we're we're not speaking to a video you're, editing you're, audience. You're speaking like a different language to me right now. Yeah. I'm like acting like I'm I know what you're saying, but I really don't. And I would be speaking a different language to myself eight weeks ago because I've literally learned all of this in the past eight weeks. Yeah. But uh, so, anyways, it, it's kind of a complex camera if you've never run a camera before. But I, I basically taught one of my friends who literally has never, hardly ever touched a camera, if ever. I taught him how to use this so I could use this other camera. Yeah, um, that I was gonna ask. So you said you have three cameras, but there's only. I mean, is, is there is anybody helping you? Yeah. So. I have one of my friends, Dylan, he's running, he's running my backup camera, which at the time he was on a DSLR on a gimbal, just basically following the play. But the gimbal kept dying after three, three quarters, which a gimbal is basically like a tripod with motors in it. You balance it out to whatever the camera weighs and you mount it up. And then it basically, you hold the camera, you hold the gimbal with the camera on it and it will stay balanced no matter what. Like if you're walking, it 
continuously shoots like straight there's no like there's no bouncing to it it keeps Mm -hmm. it stable and you can like turn it to where it like flips around in circles or you can like tilt it down you know whatever and you can use it as a tripod too so basically he was just like standing on the line of scrimmage recording with it and it wasn't working it was not working right for what i wanted so he was basically just coming and holding this gimbal recording for no reason essentially for like two or three weeks Uh and then so in the in the third week um we went to great bend and um i at that time we were only shooting on two cameras on the third or on the third week i got on this camera called a red it's a red raven it's a like a forty thousand dollar camera and that's that's pretty expensive yeah the setup i had it was like maxed out at like 42 grand something like that with the lens and every all the attachments gosh dang i I think it was it's 20 or 40 one of the two either way for one camera one camera one camera and better make me some food or something yeah dude it literally like when you turn on it's like a pc it's like a the 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 camera body is equivalent to like a power source in a pc and it's got fans in it and everything so monitor like you have to use an allen wrench to get the monitor mounted on it the batteries the battery is like fifteen hundred dollars and i had five of them on me at all times that i had three sd cards um two of them were twelve hundred dollars and the other one was fifteen hundred dollars and for an sd card bro like sd cards at walmart cost like a hundred bucks depending on what you're getting and these i had three that were like quadruple 12 times that much gosh dang you were you had some expensive stuff on you yeah so i and i needed like someone else to shoot on the c100 because the other camera obviously wasn't working and dylan so my parents basement flooded and so dylan runs like a water restoration company here Uh in town and he had to go like you know clean up the mess so he couldn't come with me to this game so i had to like call around like hey 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 i need somebody from school like to come with me nobody could go so i had to take somebody that literally had zero experience on camera jace and um (laughs) and i tried to give him the rundown (laughs) on the camera (laughs) in an hour drive to great ben and I'm just go back to the point where I said you need some experience on this camera to run it. And yeah. like it took my buddy two weeks, Dylan, it took him two weeks to get experience with this um, before he was finally shooting well. And not that that's like anything against him, it's just like challenging. And I even found it challenging when I first started. And mm-hmm. I had a whole year of experience under my belt of shooting, you know, in like other countries and stuff. Yeah. So jace like i mean he did his best but like half of the stuff was like out of focus and it it just didn't work out so either way fast forward down the road like you know we get to bueller week which is like a big week in mcpherson and bueller it's our rival yeah the rival week and so i had an idea a few weeks before that to do a documentary and so um i was shooting this documentary and i had like somewhere i think it was like five four or five interviews that i had to do which is insane like you would think an interview would be like a shorter setup and 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 deconstruction time than like a, a live event game but dude i had to do so much like lighting get the proper like you know setup with the microphones camera angles like all that stuff yeah i'm thinking of like like 
professional documentaries and like the interviews they have like they usually have like just a few interviews but they seem like they last forever because like throughout the entire series if it's like a docuseries they're just asking them questions and they're it's the same people yeah and you have to like you have to come up with some good questions and be a good interviewer because if you're not a good interviewer like one you could ask all of your questions in like five ten minutes and be done and waste that person's time because they like took time out of their day to do this interview and like if you're not good at the, asking the questions and like you know sparking the conversation then that interview is like super short and you don't get the content that you really need so i had to get good at interviews in like a few days and i was doing so much research and i asked my you know instructor and he basically gave me a rundown like 30 minutes before we were about to leave the studio to go to bueller which is like a five minute drive um to go interview our first coach and bro like the interview went super well on the first one and the other ones were i mean the other two coaches from mac like they were really good but then the, the like the players i didn't curate questions i didn't have time to curate questions specifically for the players because the overarching theme here is like i would not be so busy if i didn't already have like a like a full-time job give or take like eight hours a week because of school mm -hmm. um and a full-time like i'm a full-time student so i have four classes that i still have to do do homework for two really yeah. that i'm doing homework for because the other classes i'm really just doing this this football project um, yeah but so I had to balance all of that. Like I'm basically working three full-time jobs, like full-time student, full-time job, full-time videographer. Cause even when I'm not shooting, like I literally shoot for three hours a week. I've been tracking my time just for my own sake for like when I go live with my company, which we'll get there. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but, but no, so like I have to keep track of my time, you know, for when I go to pitch to clients, you know? Um, so yeah. I shoot for three hours and I edit for about 16 to 17 hours. And that's on a regular week. That's with just a hype video and, and a highlight video. With the documentary, bro, I put in 40 hours of editing. No, 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 no. This was, like a, this was like a three-week thing. Um, two weeks leading up to the game. One week for the... And then one week for like editing everything. Like mm -hmm. I had interviews already ready to go before the game. Um, but I had to go basically the, the, the documentary was interviews and then the game was like the story with the interviews intertwined. Okay. And so, and we learned that on the fly cause I was supposed to post this documentary like the night before the game in place of the hype video. Oh, but man. instead I was like, nope, that's not going to work because I don't have any footage to go with these interviews to play. Cause like, you don't want to watch 10 minutes of just like people talking yeah. you, you gotta have some you know storytelling it mixed in there and you know footage that is not just a person so i was like there's no way i can get footage that's gonna make this story interesting so why don't we i talked with the coach i was like why don't we just make it like mixed with the highlight video and then we can make like a story out of it so then uh we shot at the game and this comes back to like my three camera this is my first three camera game i had jace on this camera um basically just to catch celebrations like when they scored yeah um and he ended up recording like 80 80 clips like he was recording oh, oh. game footage and i was like what the fuck are you doing oh. <laughs> <laughs> i thought you meant like 80 celebrations like no what? no 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 we only scored like 24 points um 
Well, we might end up scoring more. I think we scored like 31. But there was basically like 81 clips of not celebrations. And <laughs> and the camera, I don't know, for some reason, like the auto white balance wasn't working. Because I'm not going to have Jay shooting on like uh, something where he has to develop like the Kelvin scale, which is like basically your, your warm and your cold colors. And then, like, get the white balance right to where you know the whites aren't super exposed and the yeah, the man, you're, you're Basic, speaking camera language right now. Yeah, camera. Basically, like, I put them on the absolute like beginner settings that I could on that camera, like, but for yeah. some reason they weren't it. They weren't working right, so most of the clips didn't even look good in the first place. So like, I didn't even end up using them, but. So I actually collaborated with the Bueller High School students. They have like a super good production team. This yeah, that's what I was gonna ask was like for this document because I'm assuming the documentary was about the rivalry. Yeah, so we told both sides of the story. Yeah, it wasn't. It was more so cited on the Bueller side than anything because they ended up winning. Oh. Yeah, so I ended up telling like the Bueller. Well, we told the story through the eyes of like the coaches of both sides. Uh, but only the players for McPherson. Uh, so it was more so like you knew that the McPherson, uh, you know, you knew somebody from McPherson like shot and edited this video because it was like themed around McPherson. But the second part of the story is like literally all Bueller because they were just like they were kicking the shit out of us in the second half. And so it was like our commentators, like I, I had audio from the radio broadcast. I had audio from... Uh, the interviews, I had footage from the interviews, footage from the game, footage from, you know, pregame, all that stuff. So yeah. basically, like, that that project was so intense, bro. Like, bro, I bet. You, I mean, you shot and you filmed a freaking and edited a documentary, I'm assuming. Like, well, not filmed all by yourself, but the editing, yeah. which is probably I mean, the, the most labor. was all me. The editing yeah. was all me. But like I had help with the interviews for my instructor and the Bueller students. They helped me with the, the Bueller coach interview. And then uh, they have cameras there. So they shot quite a bit pregame. So I used a lot of their footage for like, you know, postgame, pregame, like celebrations, warming up, stuff like that. So I could focus yeah. on the McPherson stuff. Um, and then I had Jace on one of the cameras for celebrations. And then Dylan was on the C100. So basically I just like pieced together like all of these camera angles, which is already a task in itself. But Mm -hmm. here's what was crazy, bro. In the week that I was supposed to post this video, my one of my coworkers who is actually like my sales manager, like his wife unfortunately passed away. So he was like gone. And my boss, boss, my dad's partner got COVID. Uh, And so it was me and my dad, like, running the store by ourselves. And, like, my dad is great with business, but terrible with computers. So (laughs) when it came to, like, the day-to-day operations, like, bro, I was doing most of that shit by myself. Yeah. Because, like, he knew his capabilities, so he would only, like, he helped when he could. And then, like, when he was helping, when it was, like, flustered, like, he was kind of just, like, asking me, like, hey, like, why can't I get this to work? Why, how do I do this? So I, w- I got my first week of overtime at that store and the history of me working there, which I've worked on and off for, like, two and a half years now. So I've never gotten overtime because, like, I've never, like, had the ambition to work overtime. 
and yeah. I never had the like the opportunity to like do it because everybody else had roles that limited me from doing anything extra. So, mm-hmm. dude, I was working overtime and I had to edit this fucking video. So I was I was like there w- with my computer like editing. I was like, dude, I don't care. Like, yell at me if you want to, but I got to get this shit done. And I ended up like, like I said, I logged forty hours. And I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna cut it down to two weeks because the the first week was just like planning in my head, and like putting yeah. it on paper. The yeah. second and third week was like action, bro. Like everything was coming into place. So like in two weeks, at work I put in, um, nine or what was it? Yeah, ninety hours. I put in a ninety hours in two weeks, and then um, or wait. Yeah, 90. And then the documentary was 40, just shy of 40, like two hours shy, which if you, there you go, you put the planning into that and that, that puts me to 40. So 130 hours, not counting school. I didn't go to class at all during that one week. Cause like I told him, I was like, bro, I literally cannot leave. If I leave, this place has to shut down. Mm-hmm. So I had to stay and, uh, 130 hours and I didn't do homework in two of my classes, which there's not a lot of homework available there. Like, and there is homework like every week, but it's like one to two assignments and they're big assignments. So if you miss it, like you're either like screwed out of an A or if you were slacking before, like you're borderline not going to pass. So that's the position I'm in now. So like for the rest of the semester, I got to bust my ass to basically make up for all of that. But on top of that, like I was in phone calls, like, you know basically so dude 130 plus hours in two weeks yeah filming working and filming a documentary yeah yeah. and i was also recording other like the other game in the meantime and editing that video so i didn't even have the hours for that factored in so there's probably another 20 15 20 minutes or 15 or 20 hours with recording and editing Mm -hmm. bro my brain was fried and on that Saturday after, I'm, I'm just sitting here listening, and my brain is getting fried. Yeah. So that Saturday after work, I was like, "Bro, I'm not doing shit." I, I literally <laughs> went home, I laid down, and I fell asleep for like five hours, because like I had 19 hours of sleep that week, and That's not a lot. Which is going back to like gaming days, like I kind of prepared myself for it, but I have not been on that sleep schedule in a long time, so it was like yeah. kind of like new to me again. Mm-hmm. But so. So we got through that and that's kind of where we've gotten to this, like this point now, like that was literally two weeks ago and we, (laughs) we shot the Mulvane game, which we lost that one too, but I was so backed up on homework. I was like, you know what, bro, they're going to go one week without a highlight video. I'll make Mm -hmm. the hype video, but they're going to go a week without the hype video or the highlight video. And then now I'm editing, um, our last game augusta but dude listen to this you know how i mentioned earlier how they had like no social media presence yeah so first video first high video we got 1.7 thousand views on it on youtube and i think i watched that one actually yeah we got like 1100 overnight like within 24 hours and then everything else has kind of like trickled in since uh but then like the YouTube videos weren't doing so great and we were running into like copyright stuff where it's like, if we're going to use this music, well, we're running into that on Instagram too, but either way, that's besides the point. 
I finally cut my losses. And I was like, because like I was making videos that were like two and a half minutes long for the hype videos. But mm -hmm. to be successful on Instagram, you got to like post to reels to get good viewership, yeah. which mm -hmm. you can't have one second over a minute and it counts it as a, like an IG live or IGTV, whatever. Oh, uh, so wow. or Annoying. that or it cuts off the last two seconds, which happened to me in the Bueller hype video. So basically I went from, so I think I've made like six weeks worth of hype videos as reels now. Can you, okay. So we started out at zero followers, right? Zero, yeah. From I mean, scratch. zero social media presence. Zero too. on TikTok, zero on Instagram, zero subscribers on YouTube and yeah. no followers on Facebook. We're now over a hundred followers on Facebook, over a hundred subscribers on YouTube and TikTok, I think, is one of our like least performing because like I've kind of let it go by the wayside because I was more focused on Instagram. Yeah. T take a guess. Okay, so I'll tell you what our followers are. We're like pushing 400 now on Instagram, which is pretty impressive for uh, for a small town high school uh, in in McPherson. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, which like it's not me. I'm not necessarily excited about our follower count, whether it's low or high, because um, either way, like people are gonna watch it. Like the people that come to the game, they're gonna watch it, and we still post the hype videos to YouTube. So like, we're still gonna get the views no matter what. And it's not like my personal brand. So if we're not, I'm not out marketing to get followers for this because like we're not making money on any of this. Like the school's yeah, not gonna just, make money on any of this. This is just an internship for yeah. you. Yeah. And like their their goal isn't to make money off of this content. It's just more so like something for the kids. Like, you know, it 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 could be used like as an internal recruiting tool, like, oh my gosh, like all these kids that didn't go off for football, they see that all these kids are getting exposure on like all this exposure. And they're like, oh, I want to play now or whatever. Yeah. So anyways. I'm, well, I'm sure Pav would have showed that to me, like going into high school. Absolutely. If, if that was something. Like he he showed us like this homemade video of like put together high uh, huddle videos uh, to get us to come out for football when we were in eighth grade. So imagine <laughs> the imagine the upgrade now. Like I imagine they're doing something similar. No, what what I mean, Pav did to me was he literally went like in the middle of SPS, the weightlifting class. He literally went, grabbed a football helmet and put it on my head, took a picture of it, and sent it to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's some pretty good marketing right there, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how could you say no to that? Yeah, no shit. But you did, didn't you? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, anyway, so I we're close to four hundred followers on Instagram. Tell me I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you like three guesses as to how many, so I'm going off of the insights because we're like considered an influencer account. So I have access to all that. Once you get past like a hundred followers, you get access to all of the insights, like, you know, analytics in your account. Yeah. So I'm going to give you like a 90 day period because that's almost like this extent of our season and like the life of the account. 90 days. How many views do you think we have amassed on Instagram? On Instagram, yeah, with four um less than four hundred followers. Frick, dude. Um, I'll give you. I'll views? give you a starting point. It's over a thousand. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, six videos and like twelve posts. Okay. Is it around fifteen hundred, maybe? Dude, not even fucking close. 
not is it even like, in the bowl. Is it like more than double that? Yeah. Frick, like 5K? Even more. 10K? Even more. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and tell you, bro. Right. 20,000. Frick, dude. 20,000. We, like, bro, I'm telling you, I did the math. On our first hype video that I posted as a reel, we got 7,000 views. On Instagram. On alone. Instagram alone. 7,000 views. Literally five and a half thousand, 5.5K overnight. 24 hours. We got like two 2,000 in the first like 20, 30 minutes. Gosh, I'm telling you, bro, dude. like if anybody is here listening to this and they've just like started a business or like managing a social media account, if you're not using Instagram Reels, you are doing it wrong. Like that shit yeah, is okay, so key. Let me ask you, have you been posting, because you said you made a YouTube account, have you been posting, like, YouTube shorts? No, and I need to, because we could probably use that as, like, for our hype videos. You could, yeah, you could just use, like, the same videos you're using on the Instagram Reels, probably. Yeah, and we would probably get into the algorithm there, too, and like, just, like, blow up. But, like, bro, that one video, one video, 7,000 views, and that was our week four hype video, I think, week four. And all of the videos, I'm talking like hype videos and highlight videos included, was like if one, one, I think it was like 70% less than this one video. So we had a 70% increase on our viewers in, in, one, vi in one video compared to like six. Wow. So you add six, six videos up, the total viewers didn't even come close to one video on Instagram. So, so here I am, like, you know, managing the social media. Really, I'm just managing the Instagram because that's, like, the moneymaker. Not moneymaker. I don't want to say that because we're, like, not making money, and I don't that's plan on making money. But, like, that's... Most well-performing. Oh, by far. And so it, it, it's just, like, I, I sit there and, like, I count it up because we went from zero, zero social media presence to 20,000 views in three months. Yeah, that's impressive. And whether or not those people are even in America or in Kansas <laughs> or the Midwest, it doesn't matter because here's what here's what happens. Those kids that are like what what Gen Zers right now, they are all over social media. And yeah. they see videos that are, you know, getting twenty thousand views or ten thousand views or five thousand views. And they're just like, oh, holy shit, bro. Like, they must be famous or something like that. And they're just like, you know, I want to make a video that's, like, that popular. But they don't even have to put in the work for it. Like, literally all they got to do is go out for a football team and they could be on a video with their face on it in front of 10,000 people. On yeah. This is literally with no social media marketing, no no campaigns whatsoever. It's just editing the video and posting it. That's so, that's actually very impressive. Yeah. And like there's no work that I did like besides hashtags and like looking up hashtags or not even looking up hashtags. It's literally like you type in hashtag football and it's got like 2.3 billion uses on posts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's going to start po popping up in people's like feeds that frequent the hashtag, f you know, football. It's an algorithm. That's yeah. how social yeah. media works. But dude, like just to kind of wrap up the whole like football thing like one i i went from 
basically just like dreading every day at work, which I still do. But it's more so of like a thing like this is paying the bills right now, so I got to do it. Yeah. To, you know, feed my my dream. But um, before it was like there's no end in sight. There's nothing I was doing that was like fulfilling to me. And in between, you know, school being let down with the whole grad school thing. And then now here we are. Then having Pav walk in to yeah. get his, it's his just freaking like, mower, yeah, whatever. A service, bro. Up. Like, I could have quit that job on the fucking spot and gone to grad school and then found out that, you know, I had to get a vaccination and not been working in that aspect and not thought, you know, I, I didn't ever think like when this whole, like, you know, Pav walking in kind of sparked me looking into the school in the first place. And then me stumbling yeah. upon this school, bro, like middle of nowhere, Kansas has half a million dollars worth of shit. Yeah. And the the instructor is like super connected too. And he knows all this shit that he's been helping me through, like outside of class. And I have one year left of school on my GI bill where I get, you know, get benefits to go to school. Like all of the all of the, you know, the formula that added up to the, like where I'm at right now is just absolutely insane to me. Yeah. It, you know, like just thinking about it, it really was like the perfect storm for you. Yeah. Like all of the stars aligned. Like name your fucking cliche saying. And like that's what I'm living right now. And <laughs> I have to like, sometimes I have to like take a step back and like actually appreciate that because it gets very, very stressful. Like I, I like I told you at the beginning of this is like, I've been the most stressed in my life ever. And I've been through special operations training in the air force. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but, but it's a good stress because I'm actually like, I've been reading like self, you know, not self-help, but like, pro you know, s s productive stuff that is self-growth, I guess you could say books. Like yeah. I'm reading books, Bo. I don't, I never like, envied like going home and like going to bed and reading a fucking book like i do that shit like every night now dude honestly i i started doing that too it's i don't know it's kind of addicting like once yeah. you get into the habit of it like you don't want to stay up late you just want to like sit there and read a book exactly and, go to sleep. and yeah and bro like i don't know if you know this but oh well you know this because you stop me every day but like i have glasses now too like <laughs> I didn't have glasses for the longest time, but like I started getting fucking headaches from all this work I've been doing. Cause like I, I sit at school uh, at work and I stare at a screen for eight hours. And if I'm in class, like I stare at a screen for however long for homework, like four hours. And when I go home to edit, like I'm staring at a screen for eight hours or 20 hours a week. There you go. Um, yeah. so I needed, I needed something, but I thought that was, yeah, you're, you're staring at screens for a while. Yeah. But that's just kind of like another change. But yeah, so it's it's a good stress, but it's like, holy shit, man. You got to sit. You literally have to sit down and just like appreciate what you have sometimes because I I don't know where I'd be if Pav like didn't walk in the door that day or like didn't come back at the perfect time where like nobody else was in the shop to where we could talk about that. Or I just had this like random idea like, hey, fuck it. I'm going to go to school or like my boss or, is or being okay with it. Yeah, or the fact that, like, you had, you went to Shenandoah just to, like, I mean, I'm sure Shenandoah helped you out with some of the videography. Oh, absolutely. I probably wouldn't be here in this position right now if I didn't start doing it there. Yeah, also thinking of, like, even how you got to Shenandoah. 
Yeah. Dude, like my whole path that is just like led up to this. And bro, here here's my here's my last update because this is this is what I was talking about with like what happened today. So I have been strongly considering starting my own business and I never knew like what it was gonna be. I always wanted to be my own boss, and I thought that mm-hmm. was gonna be like through my dad's empire, I guess that you could say he started and yeah. you know or created in his twenties. Or yeah, yeah, something like that. Like my own brand where I was like, you know, manage my own stuff or hire people underneath me to, you know, propel myself forward. I always, I always wanted to do it, but I I never saw that like, because like if I were to go through like the whole esports thing, my only shot at starting my own business, which I thought about this religiously at the beginning of the summer was like a, a consulting thing. And I, I had the idea to go to the high school and ask them if I could like, you know, hey, let me help you set up a esports program here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, do the play versus thing the, through high school and yeah. have those leagues, you know, and give those kids that don't necessarily want to play sports uh, somewhere to belong, you know, and, and they don't know anything about the esports landscape. Like, like I do, at least like they probably know that their kids watch Tim the Tatman um, on Twitch <laughs> And they have to monitor them. Yeah. And they have to monitor them like while they're watching it to make sure they're not getting into some stupid shit uh, other on Twitch. But they don't know like the extent of what I know because I got educated on it. So I thought like that was my end to, you know, being an entrepreneur. And, you know, I started a, I co started a, a clothing line with one of my professors from Shenandoah. And I kind of like helped him operate his business. Uh, before I graduated Shando as an internship and you know I did like a lot of operation stuff and editing but like I never had that like breakthrough moment where I was like I know this is what I'm gonna do as my business and then when I started doing this stuff I was like yo like videography is in demand and there is nobody doing it here I could do this I know I'm gonna do this so I came up with a name and I designed a logo on the spot and it was just kind of like a pipe dream like someday this is going to happen, you know? Yeah. And so to kind of sidetrack here, one of the books I've been reading or was reading that I finally finished is can't hurt me by David Goggins. Dude, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. And bro, like that has nothing to do with me starting my business, but has everything to do with like the way that I operate right now. Like that I've read that book like three or four times now. And I plan on it because there there you cannot do that book justice by reading it once no because no, i remember like almost every single thing from that book but i need to have that shit ingrained in my brain because every word in that book is so important like so important changed my mindset on a lot of things which i thought i had a strong mindset leading up to that but no no not even yeah. close <laughs> Bro, if you think if you think like you're tough and then you read that book, you're like, no, nah, oh I'm not bro. tough at all, bro. Yeah. Like that dude is insane. And he's yeah. like I I, I listened to the podcast with him and Joe Rogan. Yeah. And like that's what kind of got me to like finally, you know, I'm gonna buy this book because TJ, one of my buddies, TJ, he was trying to get me to read it and he was gonna give it to me. And I was like, Oh yeah, no, no book, yeah, I don't wanna read. But then I listened to I started really, really listening to podcasts, and then that was one of them. I was like, you know what, I need to read. And then I did 75 hard and that was what I read through it, and I failed miserably in 75 hard. 
but I mean, that was a, yeah, that's a story in its own thing. But, uh, but anyways, so I finished that the other day finally, and I started it in May. So it took me a long time to finish it because I was like losing motivation to read and because of all the busy stuff that I've been doing. Um, it's hard to find time or just like stop yourself from working and then go, you know, unwind on a book for, you know, 30, 45 minutes before you go to sleep. Cause like when I cut my work off, all I want to do is go to sleep. Um, so anyways, I finished that and I started reading crushing it by Gary Vaynerchuk. And I've, I've heard of it, but I've never read it, bro. I started this book like three years ago, two, two or three years ago. I bought it yeah. in the airport or no, I bought it on Amazon after I saw it on Instagram. And I just like, it sat on my bookshelf for years and I never opened it. And then I finally opened it when I lived out in Shandoah or in, in Virginia. And I didn't really like read deep into it. I didn't read with a purpose. I was just reading to read and I, not, yeah. nothing like resonated with me. And then mm -hmm. I re-picked it up and I was like, you know what? I'm halfway through this book, but I feel like I need to restart because I don't even remember what the fuck I read. So I restarted it and God dang, I'm so glad I did because there's so many things that I just like didn't pick up on when I first read it because I wasn't reading to like actually read. And dude, I paused that book to start reading uh, Can't Hurt Me. And then... I picked it back up and I didn't restart this time because I know like I, I, I remember every almost everything from, from everything that was like influential in that book. I was like, I, I feel comfortable enough to like restart this back up where I'm at. Um, so I started reading, bro. And I shit you not, shit you not, Bo. The first, <laughs> so he's got a lot of like testimonials in the book from like people, people basically like applied to be in this book based on their story of crushing okay. it is what he called it. so everything is like here is how xyz is crushing it and then he'll share their like instagram and their social media and then basically paraphrase their story with some quotes directly from them so i got to i don't remember what chapter i started back up on this was only a few days ago so i should remember but basically it was at this point where it's like Every fucking excuse that you have for not starting your business is a joke. Like, if you're serious about starting your business, every excuse you have, unless it's like you don't, your spouse and you don't agree on the money aspect of it, is bullshit. Like, everything else, you're just like sugarcoating it because you don't, you're scared of the challenge or you're scared of what's going to come or you're not willing to work for it. Just want to stay where you are because it's yeah, comfortable. Because you're comfortable, and bro, like to go back to can't hurt me. Like every <laughs> bro, that whole entire book is about being not uncomfortable. Being comfortable. Yes, yeah. and you gotta live in that shit, or else like you're just gonna you know cruise through life, and you're gonna be 65 years old, and you're gonna be like, what the fuck did I do with my life? I hate this shit. Yeah. And why why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? You know. So, anyways, so I re I pick back up, and it basically says. What I just said, you know, like every every excuse you have is bullshit. And then the first testimonial, Bo, is somebody that literally shot for shot had, was in the same situation as me. There's like, I'm working a stupid fucking job. It wasn't his dad's company or anything, but it was just like he, he didn't feel fulfilled with it. Yeah. He basically just like picked up a camera and was like just doing it for fun. Mm -hmm. which is kind of in a way what I was doing. Cause like, I wasn't obviously like I wasn't getting paid to do it, but I love doing it. Like every minute that I had a camera in my hand or I was editing like, bro, we, okay. So we did get paid like work study hours for student stuff, but it was like not even close to what the hours we were putting in. Yeah. Like we would, we would shoot 
for an hour or two and we would be editing promotional stuff for hours on end, like till two or three in the morning and then waking up for class. Not yeah. every day, but it was a pretty common occurrence. So like I was doing that shit because I genuinely enjoyed it. And like, like I just told you, I have a terrible, over a terabyte of video and audio footage and I have not been paid at all. And I love it. Like I love every minute of it. And I, if I had the choice, if I was financially well off to not have a full-time job and I saved up, like I was smart and could afford to like take a break from work, I would a hundred percent do that in the heartbeat and just live for free or work for free. Yeah. But this guy, bro, literally like shot for shot. And I followed him on Instagram. And basically he was just like, just fucking do it. Just send it. Start your company. Do this shit. Get into the, you know, business side later, but just start creating. You know what I mean? Go out, go door to door, find people to do promotional stuff for, which I've already been doing. Not door to door, but I've been reaching out to people just like to get my foot in the door, you know, to get some real built up. But I read that and then that was two days ago, Bo. Two days ago that I read that. Three days ago. Uh It was on it was on Friday. Okay. And or no, it would have been Thursday, so four days ago. Regardless. Four days ago, less than a week. And then today, today. I was talking to Scroggins about this. Like, um, I don't remember how it got brought up, but we were talking about it. And then I told him, I was like, you know what? I'm a little more like, I'm, I'm fairly, I'm, I'm well off. Like I'm comfortable with, you know, my financial situation. I'm more so just like structured to where I'm not spending unnecessary money and like digging myself out of like some holes that I dug myself into when I was a dumb, like, you know, late teenager, early twenties. And so like, I'm being more responsible. I was like, you know, when I get into a better financial situation, I'm going to start this business. So I don't like bury myself in loans. So what's your, like, what's your plan for the business? So he, I'll finish this little piece off and then I'll tell you. Yeah. He te- Scroggs texted me and he was like, here, um, you just need to get this shit started so we can start creating content. And I was like, okay, like whatever. And we're, he basically was like, you know, we're going to, you know, have a partnership with my company and we'll work out the details later, which I'm sure I won't talk about whenever it comes up because there'll be some contracts involved, but I can talk yeah. about it right now because there's like no, no binding agreements, but, um, <laughs> And then, dude, I, ch- I I was on my phone, you know, scrolling because it was early in the morning. And all I could think about was, like, starting my own business because he kind of, like, replanted the seed in my mind because I just read about it four days ago. And then I had a Venmo notification. He sent me, like, 150 bucks to buy my LLC. And in the fucking moment, I transferred that money straight to my account, bought my LLC, and I now own a business. Nice, dude. I'm afraid... You're, you're making moves, huh? <laughs> Bro, like, and, and that's the thing is, like, I was I was in that mindset that Gary was, like, roasting in the book. Like, you know, I have the, – the money thing is a bullshit excuse, you know? Even though it's, like, a good bullshit excuse because, like, you don't want to bury yourself. But, like, still, it's, it's kind of like a bullshit excuse because, like, there are ways around it. You can go get a loan and, you know, defer that for a while and then start paying interest on it if you really don't have the money to pay it off up, up front. But like you can do this shit. It's $160 to form an LLC in Kansas. As long as you have an address and um, I, I that literally was like all I need. I didn't even have to have a social security number. Like literally everything. Oh, really? was, no, dude, like, which I'm sure that, no, I probably do. Cause like it's had stuff saved from like my, uh, 
like my address and my name so it probably just already had me logged in there into the ta- yeah. tax system yeah. yeah literally all i did was like i filled out this form and uh it took me like five minutes and after five minutes i owned a business and then i bought my url and now i have a website which is not even near close to live so don't even ask me what it is i was about to but I, I will hey, share that at some point when, when it's ready to go live because I have a lot of developing to do. Yeah. But and I mean, you, what, did you just start this a few days ago? Literally today. Okay, well, No, like back to what I was saying earlier is like I had the idea for the company. So I, I have the name. Um, it's Red Dot Productions. It's a, it's yeah, a I was about to ask you what the name was. Production company. Which, dude, I, I thought... I thought that was such a genius name when I first thought of it. Cause like I was right. listening to one of my favorite albums by Mac Miller, uh, red dot music. And okay. I was about to ask you like, what, like, why'd you come up with red dot? So like, that was the Call initial, no dude, that's, that's what's great <laughs> about this dude. It's like, okay. So it was initially stemmed from, you know, red dot Mac Miller. Cause I, I was listening to the Mac Miller, like this is Mac Miller on Spotify. Cause like, you know, I'm a big Mac Miller fan. Yeah. And um, you know, one of the one of the songs from that album came up, and I was like, "Red Dot, that would be a pretty cool company name." Um, and then I was like, "Yo, Red Dot Productions." Red Dot. <laughs> and then, and then I didn't even think about this until I literally told the idea to somebody, and they were like, "Yo, like Red Dot, like to like recording on a camera." And I was like, "No, I was more so thinking about Mac Miller." But geez, that's a really good fucking that's a really good meaning. Uh, but then I got to thinking more and like red dot is like military or, you know, video games, like, you know, FPS yeah. video games, there's so many meanings to it. So like, I'm not even limited to like one area for videography because like, dude, believe like, I know, I know you, you probably really this, I don't know if this is like mainstream news, but like wedding videography is like where the money is. So you don't want to have like this over the top, like extreme brand that you can't go make money at weddings. Cause like, I feel like that's going to be my money maker in the first few years. Weddings. Uh, weddings. Yeah. Yeah. Cause dude, people be paying dumb money for that shit. I've been listening to this podcast about like, you know, videographers and how to start your videography business, how to manage it, like all that stuff. I, I just like listening to podcasts regardless, but yeah. I like to have a meeting behind it. And sometimes I'll listen to like funny stuff, but or mm-hmm. like self growth stuff. But like this one was more so like, I need to start thinking about this stuff because it's getting there, like getting close. Mm hmm. And I need to start making moves because I have free shit right now that I don't have to buy, like camera gear. Like, you know, I pay for my editing software, but like I can start buying stuff and like writing it off or whatever, you know? So yeah. um, I started thinking about this, but the guy that they interview in like the second episode it makes $50,000 per wedding. Per wedding, like one wedding, 50 racks. One, yeah, one wedding, $50,000. Wow. And he does like destination weddings, like the ones where they fly you out to like the Bahamas or like, yeah, I was gonna say Dubai like get flown or, out to Hawaii or something. Yeah, like destination weddings, and like I'm sure they're probably famous people if you, they're paying fifty fucking racks for a wedding. Yeah, bro. But what? like around here, bro, I know somebody personally that paid eight thousand dollars for a wedding videographer and photographer combination. And yeah, I know people I mean, that made like $200 for shooting a wedding, videography and photography all and for one person. 
So, I mean, yeah. But those pe- that person was shooting on like a DSLR camera. I have access to like cinema cameras that you could really, really make it look good and like, you know, do one wedding videographer video and post like like this guy was saying on on, on that podcast is like he posted one like trailer from one wedding, one of his first weddings, and he said he booked up for the rest of the year like fifty weddings while he was still working a part time job from one video. You know okay, I mean? so, so like, that I gotta, I gotta ask you something because okay, yeah, I'm ready. We, I mean, we both come from esports. Yeah. Well, for the most part. Uh, did you ever watch like Vision from Optic? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So, when starting this business, did you low key have something like that in the back of your mind, or did you just want to record anything? I mean, I'm down for anything, but, like, that was my inspiration at Shenandoah. Like, when we were getting trained on our new camera by the school photographer, I was like, yo, watch this. This is what we want to do. I was like, the shot for shot. I mean, I showed him the uh, the one where they lost champs in Black Ops 3 and, like, formal. Mm-hmm. The, the, the famous, notorious shot of him, like, sitting out in the parking lot and, like arms on his knees head in his lap yep. like yeah i can i pick i'm picturing it right now i ch- i showed him that clip and i was like because that was the intro to it and and then i told him i was like watch the rest of this video this is what we want to do which we didn't end up getting to do that because like that takes a lot of work to do and if mm-hmm. that's not your like sole responsibility you know we were both in 20 plus class or credit hours uh for school so there's, there's like no way to do that with like one our budget and two like the equipment that we had there's no way to pull that off but um we made you know we made good content for what we had but like yeah that was my inspiration i didn't think about that this time around but yeah that was my like initial i want to do this for a living kind of thing yeah i, I just had to ask because you know it's it's like the main thing on my mind right now is esports yeah I, and that, that's like i mean most of my most of my creative vision right now since i'm shooting for a football team has come from like the k-state videographer um which i actually that's another crazy story that i could probably tell another day because i, I could <laughs> well hey i mean i could talk another hour about that if, you, if you're gonna be fr- like have a lot more free time soon then i mean might as well just keep recording right i mean shit dude i'm getting to a point where I mean, the season is now week by week basis because they're in the playoffs. So like, it, any Friday could be my last Friday, and we could really start pumping out content. Yeah. See, now that's something I'm interested in. Like, yeah. I hate to root against like the hometown, <laughs> the but hometown. yeah. Which I I don't want it to end either, dude. This is like this is crazy to kind of close out everything and like how passionate am I, I am about this, which I'm sure you have not doubted my passion because of how like, uh, at, like vivid I've been with all of this stuff and like how probably excited I sound in my voice. Yeah. But <laughs> I, one of the only dreams I ever had to the two dreams, the only two dreams that I had that were real um, from like middle school, or I would even say like late grade school up till like I was a senior high school, was either playing football in college, specifically at K State, or joining the military. Those were my really? two like concrete dreams, and like Wait. I committed like my entire life to football from like the my junior year to senior year because my. Well, actually, like sophomore year on after sophomore year, because I was a three sport athlete 
um, all the way up through my freshman year. And then sophomore year, I went out for basketball after football, and I quit because I fucking hated it. And yeah. all I wanted to do was, like, hunt and play video games. And then I didn't do golf either. I quit the golf team. I didn't really quit. I just didn't go out for golf the next year, which I was uh, number one on JV as my as, as a freshman. So I kind of let the team down there, but I don't really care. The um, golf team. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> the golf team. And then my junior year, I, you know, I did all of these, like, we went to seven-on-seven camps every weekend. Like, we went to football camp, like, you know, team camps. I was doing combines in my free time. I did everything that I possibly could to prepare myself for the season. And I went out for the track team, actually, my junior year and tore my hip flexor. So I was, like, kind of, like, I fucked myself because it put a dent in my summer plans for football. Um, mm-hmm. but I still got, you know, I still did everything that I could and I still went to a few combines and all the camps that we were required to go to, but I, I was like kind of still not healed all the way. Yeah. Um, but then my senior year, bro, like I kind of slacked off in the weight room, but every, every week of practice was like, yo, I, I'm, I'm about this shit, bro. Like I gave it my all and I did not want the season to end, but my junior year, I was like, yeah, you know what? I mean, if the season ended today, I wouldn't be too torn up about it. <laughs> Even though like, I really, really cared about football and I really wanted to make a career out of it or like not, a, not necessarily a career, but I wanted to go to the next level. Yeah. And so like, senior year comes around and like you know that that kind of like lull starts creeping in around october like you're just like holy shit bro like this is every day three hours a day for practice and then the only thing you have to look forward to is like team dinner nights on thursdays and then friday games and then oh shit you got to wake up at 8 a.m on saturday to go to film and like hopefully you win so you don't get fucking roasted on saturday and (laughs) then it became like a waiting till friday thing you know, looking forward till Friday. And that was like all you had to look forward to. So like yeah. a little bit in the back of your mind, you're just like, oh, I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world if it ended. But then as the season started getting closer to the end, you're just like, holy shit. Like I don't want this end because like football's over, you know? Yeah. And so regardless, I mean, I could go into the whole football story in a very, very great detail, but uh, to kind of reinforce my point, like I have not felt this way about like football in a long time. Like, it almost is like it's brought back up the dreams that I used to have about football. Like I used to have very, very bad nightmares about football, which I don't know if I've talked to you about my nightmares before, but they have been very, very bad in the past. I mean, we've talked about dreams, but I don't yeah. know if I've had, if I remember any football dreams. No, dude, like they, I don't know how to describe it, but they basically make me feel super fucking uncomfortable and they kind of disappeared. And now they're like, kind of back but not like in a bad way it's more so like um like optimism in a way and Mm -hmm. it's not like it's me being the videographer is like you know canceling out what i did in high school is like uh not living up to my potential as like a football player like a teammate whatever but it's like i don't know how to describe it bro but it just like gets me super excited like Mm -hmm. more than I ever felt for football. So like this dream that I never had, like this, this never existed once in my mind, never thought as a child, like a lot of these videographers are like, Oh yeah, I was, you know, shooting videos for fun as a seven year old, eight year old. And then I start taking pictures, blah, blah, blah. 
No, that never existed for me. I just like <laughs> picked up a camera at Shenandoah in 2019, and here we are. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy that it's already 2020. It's almost 2022. I know, bro. We're like two months away. It's crazy. Trick. Like, I feel like my life has been in fast forward since South Korea. Like, pretty much COVID, you know? Mm-hmm. Because that's like right before it hit. Because it was kind of like looming in the back of our minds around that time. But yeah. It really fucking hit in like February, March. Bro, it's crazy. Like, it's actually crazy how fast time goes. I know. And it's, dude, when you're really like enjoying your life, time flies. But I don't think I was in that position in 2020. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how that shit flew by, but it did. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Like, I don't even, I hardly remember 2020. I hardly remember like what happened four months ago for me. Yeah. That is, that is facts. I've, I've been questioning my sanity, bro. Like, thinking <laughs> I've been going insane because I can't remember shit. But it's no. because like we're like so packed full of shit nowadays. It's like easy to slip slip your mind on stuff. Yeah, it's like dude. Literally earlier today, I was thinking. I don't know why I was thinking about this, but I was thinking of like I can't. I can remember like certain events and like certain memories that happened. Like I was thinking of fifth grade for whatever reason, yeah. and I but I I can't remember like what. I enjoyed doing or like w like what I did in my free time. Yeah. Like I don't remember anything from back then, and I always thought like yeah yeah I'll I'll always remember some stuff, but I was like no man I actually can't remember like what I was doing. Dude, you know what's like granted it was fifth grade, so yeah. I probably wasn't doing a lot. <laughs> it's kind of crazy like that you mentioned that too, is because like if you think back on like how you acted as that person too, and, like how how different you are. And, oh man, are you I kidding mean, me? I w I was so scared of everybody in fifth grade. I was so shy. Yeah, I don't think I had a like a conversation with you until like I was graduated from high school. Uh, probably, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. To be honest. Yeah, because I think the first. Well, no, I guess. Yeah, because we didn't really start playing games together until Black Ops Three, which would have been after high school. Yeah, I was like a sophomore though. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. And now we're like besties, dude. I know, dude. We're sitting here recording <laughs> podcasts together. So cute. Yeah, dude. But no, oh, I man. I think that's a pretty safe place to cut her off. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Cause, dude, as always, I mean, I think I feel, I feel like I hogged up all that time, which hey, I mean, hey, I it's, it's all right, you. Happened. Yeah, I mean, all I did was move. And lose your you know, PC. Nothing. Yeah, but, I mean, that doesn't... I don't got to tell a lot about that, just got to say. You know, yeah, yeah. UPS screwed me, but... Hey, nah, you've been, you've been working, bro. But, yeah, here, here's what the exciting thing is, and I think we, we can leave, this, leave it at this. We now have a parent company to record underneath, so... Wait, is, what? Yeah, dude. I mean, the business, bro. Oh, yo, I was you like, wait, mean? did I miss something? <laughs> Shit, dude. We could be sponsored uh, by, mean, my, uh, by my uh, company, you know what I mean? Like, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Ooh, about to make me act up, bro. About to act up, bro. And then we can uh, play some pod together. Oh, shit. Either way. We, actually, yo, after the podcast, we kind of got to talk about cod. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, so, okay, to close this out, that was just kind of a life update that 
you know, was well deserving of, I think, close to the 90 minutes that we talked about it. Um, we both, I mean, obviously I've had a little bit more going on in my life and <laughs> that is pretty much the reason that we have been on an internet hiatus as the Jay and Bo combination. Um, which we have, like you said, we haven't really talked to each other outside of the podcast either. Besides, snacks, I mean, we, each we, other every yeah. day. but we don't really say anything. We just, yeah. you know, take There's pictures never of our, any words. Yeah, it's just face, 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 face all day. And then, yeah, yeah which I'm cool with because then I get to see your cute little eyes every day. Bro, that's uh, insane, uh, dude. But yeah, anyways, so that was kind of an update of what we're doing. Um, I know we've said it before that we're going to grind. And blah, blah, nah, blah, every, every podcast we say it. We're actually, I feel like we're actually both in a position. We told each other that we're going to hold each other accountable. This is going to be our way of like better time management, not being lazy, which I yeah, have literally been right lazy. before the uh right before the we hit record we're talking about it. Like I mean I know I said I had to I felt like I need to wake up sooner and yeah. just not be lazy. I because I've dude I've recently I've just I've been waiting for Vanguard. So I've kinda like just that's the only thing on my mind recently. And I struggle getting out of bed like just because i don't i don't have anything to look forward to you know i just you know i wake up like uh what do i gotta do today and i'm like nothing well all right back to sleep it is all right dude i wish (laughs) dude you saying that did not trigger any anger but it triggered so much jealousy and i i couldn't be happier for you but i also wish we could just like merge lives and just like kind of meet in the middle there because i would love to just like wake up one day and just be like you know what i don't have to edit this video until like six o'clock tonight no i see you're you're telling me because i'm sitting here like man i would love to wake up and have something to do today okay yeah you know the the grass is always greener you know what i'm saying yeah yeah but yeah anyway so we will be coming at you with some more some more casts you know and we'll we'll try to get you some some content that's like i I, i'm probably i'm I'm assuming this is probably a little bit entertaining but if you don't know (laughs) us the the life updates might not mean as much as our conspiracy theory talks so i'm I'm sure i'm sure they're talking a lot of this you know i mean it wasn't yeah the, the, hey, go, go read a book. That's the lesson. Go read a book and everything. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to be cheesy, but just know that if you're going through it, like times do get better and that big opportunity could be waiting right around the corner. So I'll close it out with that. That was my closing thoughts. If Bo has anything else, I'll let him let him spin it off. No, nah, I'm you know, you you nailed it right there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it with you. All right, close her out then, baby. Ah, frick, close this episode 11? Yes, sir. All right, thank you guys for listening to all 90 plus minutes of this. It was very entertaining for me to hear about Jason's life, and it was kind of fun to talk about how I lost my PC, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, Jason, unless you have something else to say, I think we're we're peacing out. I think we're good. (gasps) Peace. See you next time. Goodbye. Thank you.